Hello, everybody. This is Dr. Kevin Connors. Welcome to another episode of Connors Clinic Live podcast. Dr. Carfelt, you have a very unique practice. You see people that have cancer and you see people that have other health conditions, but you do things as far as, you know, how you treat um, disease very different than what we do. So I was really excited to talk to you today and get your perspective on other therapies that people could utilize that I tell you, when you, when the, some of the therapies that we're going to talk about that you do, there's very few people that are doing stuff like this. You are very unique. So tell me a little bit more about you. Thank you so much, Dr. Connors. And yeah, I'm, I'm really excited that the therapies we offer, there aren't that many United States that, that do it. Uh, it is uh, what I would consider kind of at the forefront of, of integrative oncology, along with a lot of the things that, you know, that we've done for a while that we know are tried and true. Um, myself, I'm, I'm a naturopathic doctor. I've been practicing for I've uh, been in clinical practice for 35 years, you know, since 1987, seen you know, hundreds of thousands of patient interactions since then. Uh, I've done a, a couple of TV shows, you know, one that you can find right now on Tubi TV, uh, True Health uh, with uh, True Health Body, Mind, Spirit with Dr. Carl Felt. Uh, I currently also do a couple of podcasts, you know, the one on integrative Lyme solutions with Dr. Carl Felt, integrative uh, cancer solutions with Dr. Carl Felt, uh, where we it, talk to people that have gone through uh, using integrative therapies then to resolve these different issues, you know, cancer and Lyme, which which can be really uh, really difficult, obviously. And we we run a a larger integrative clinic, you know, where we uh, combine then both medical and and also naturopathic and. Uh, do you know IVs? We have hyperbaric. We you know do the photodynamic. We do a lot of detox strategies, uh, and uh, so it, it's 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 fun. It's it's powerful when you combine it all. And also, I feel that you can uh, we, we kind of layer the therapies together to address things you know from all around. Because complex or cancer is such a complex disease, and so it is important that you look at it from all different angles. Well, could we talk about some of them specifically? I think photodynamic therapy is something that our members ask about, you know, fairly frequently. So could you explain that to a person and exactly what that is and how they would use it? Yeah, absolutely. So photodynamic, it's something that's been around for a long time, uh, but it's only been used uh, externally, meaning that a person has a melanoma then you use a photosensitizing agent, and I'll talk a little bit more about that. But you apply that, and it absorbs into the cancer cells, and then you expose that that tumor to light, to laser light, and that triggers oxidation within uh, the cancer cells, so that you you kill the cancer cell. And so the issue is, but it's that it has been limited to just external tumors. So what we've been working on is then utilizing this technology and been able then to get enough saturation of photosensitizers and tumors that are inside the body. And then also being able then to get laser delivery, light delivery 
into the tumors that are also inside the bodies. You know, let's say that you're dealing with lung or you're dealing with pancreatic or you know, liver or breast or wherever it may be. Uh, so then we, we then have a, a certain kind of photosensitizer that has been developed as a good friend of mine in, in Germany uh, that has developed this at, at the university that he is in. And that it's a, a non-ionized form of ICG in an encyanine green. And the beauty with that one is that it attracts infrared light. You know, so it pulls infrared light into wherever it's at. So we can introduce that intravenously. And then also we can, if we have access to the tumor, we can then inject it around the tumor to create saturation within the tumor of this, uh, this photosensitizer. But also when we introduce it intravenously, it will then actually uh, travel because the, the tumors have a certain type of vascularity. Their, their blood vessels are very disorganized, they're leaky, and that allows an actual desaturation to take place within the tumor of the photosensitizer. And this specific one doesn't flush out, it hangs out in the body for like 10 days, 10 to 14 days. And it gives us a, a window of time that we can then treat you know, the, the tumor because we know that the tumor is getting a saturation and we can then introduce an intravenous light you know, to, to treat then cancer cells that are, are floating by in, in, the, in, in the circulatory system, like the uh, circulating tumor cells or, cir or uh, cancer stem cells. So we can tag them and then treat them as they're passing by, in addition to then using a very specific type of laser system, or we can even use little optic needles with uh, the laser you know, optic fiber inside so we can then target the tumor with, with these lasers. So let's say an example like a breast cancer that might be several centimeters underneath the surface of the skin, mm -hmm. you could do an injectable photosensitized agent. And mm -hmm. then you would you just laser the surface at that point or would you do those, um, would you do the, the laser that would be basically injected as well? How would you do that? Yeah, so, so you can do both, you know, because then you have good access, you know, it, it's different if you have something in the liver, you know, you, you don't want to stick a needle into the liver. Um, but if you have like a, a breast or something that is, is easily accessible or sarcoma that is kind of in the leg or, you know, that that is easy to access, and then you can then bring these needles, you know, that you have then the optic fiber and go through the skin barrier and then get close to the tumor and then laser that from different angles at the same time using these optic fibers. And we can turn that laser up to, you know, to the comfort of the patient. Uh, but so you anesthetize the area and then you, you bring the fiber uh, optic cables in there and then to kind of get a strong concentration of that light, of that laser light in, into that area. Because that, that has been one of the issues in the past that uh, we didn't have the technology to be able to deliver uh, strong enough uh, laser uh, light, you know, saturation because the skin barrier will will stop a lot of penetration. And uh, using what has been used in past has been mostly red, and red only goes so deep. Infrared goes quite a bit deeper. And if we can then kind of bypass the skin barrier as well with the optic needle 
using then the infrared, we have then a deeper penetration uh, to trigger that oxidative response. Then how many treatments would, let's say a breast cancer, in this example, how many treatments would that person go through that 14 days that yeah. that? Mm -hmm. So so during the 14 days, we, we usually uh, want to do it at, at least about four times. So twice a week is, is what we tend to do with, with the optic needles. And then we use an external as well. Uh, and, and that is done every day. You know, so okay. we want to create as much. And we, we combine that also. We have laser bed you know, that's really powerful that, that delivers about 1,800 watts. You know, so it's really potent. Uh, and then we combine that with like hyperbaric oxygen uh, therapy, and then also have another machine called the Hockett. So we, because you want oxygen in the tumor in order to be able to oxidize the cell. And so it is important then that, that we use things like, you know, a hyperbaric to create a saturation of oxygen within the tumor so we can trigger that oxidation. Okay. How would like we talked about that example of breast cancer? How about an example of a more internal tumor like a colon cancer? Mm -hmm. So, so if it's a colorectal, then then we have an easy access there. So then we we have then a a another type of laser. It's kind of like a, a little kind of bulb delivery that you can then insert rectally, uh, so that we can deliver strong concentration of light in that area. But if it is in higher up, you know, let's say it is in the transfers or in the, the sigmoid area, uh, or I mean, I'm sorry, in the, the, the ileocecal area, yeah. Yeah, then, we, uh, then we need to do it then kind of externally yeah, at that point. But it, okay. it's so close to the skin surface there so that we are with the infrared, we're able to get a good, uh, good delivery still. Okay, well, that's really encouraging. Um, pancreatic cancer, same thing. You're going to do an external approach on that. Yes. Uh, yes, exactly. Uh, Cause it, yeah, we, yeah, the same thing. Yeah. We, we don't want to stick a needle into something we, we can damage in any way. So yeah, first do no harm. Yeah. So we, uh, I mean, we have people that are listening to this that might live in Florida or New York or something. Would they schedule with you and fly out there and, you know, plan on spending two, three weeks? to do mm -hmm. this particular therapy, you might choose to add other things that we might be able to talk about today too. Yeah, so so usually what, what it looks like, you know, a patient would would call and we'll do like a, a 15, 15 minute kind of free discovery call where we just kind of say, so I get a feeling for the patient, they get a feeling for me and I see you know, if this is a, a good fit uh, with what we're doing. Uh, and uh, if, if it is, then we schedule then a, a longer initial, you know, where I can then develop more of a of an extensive protocol. And uh, after that, then we we have patient they they fly in and they usually typically stay here for about two weeks. You know, sometimes a little bit longer, but typically it's about two weeks. And they receive then the the photodynamic therapy along with other things, you know, like high dose vitamin C, artisanate IV, curcumin IV, poly MVA, DCA, mistletoe. Uh, and then we also use another type of, of therapy, IV therapy, where we actually extract the patient's platelets and then we load them with the photosensitizing agents and mistletoe. Uh, and also we'll use some methylene blue, which is another synthesizer uh, or photosensitizer. And then we 
so we load the, their platelets and then we uh, micro do a microfiltration process, which makes these uh, platelets into kind of a nano delivery system, which allows them then to, to travel into any kind of location, the body, you know, through any kind of barrier. And they will then have, and they're drawn towards areas of inflammation. Uh, cancer obviously is an, is an inflammatory condition. Uh, so it will then be drawn to uh, the, the tumor microenvironment and then offload whatever it is that we have kind of loaded into these platelets, you know, whether it's a photosensitizer, mistletoe, uh, artisanate or curcumin or what, whatever it may be that we have. What is that that you just described? What is that therapy called? Uh, so we, we call it a platelet derived nanoparticle delivery. Wow, so, that's fascinating, fascinating yeah. information. Now, everybody's wondering what that uh, microscope over your right shoulder is used for. <laughs> so explain um, how you look at blood. Yeah, yeah. So this, yeah, I, I love this little device here. Uh, and this this is how we uh, can we can look in at you know like let's take a cancer patient for instance you know or, or I've had other patients where I look at the blood and say well you you we really should have somebody look you know I'm concerned that there may be cancer that we're dealing with uh, so you you look you take a drop of blood and you can look at it under slide and and look under the microscope and you can then see the behavior and the, the quality of the red blood cells, white blood cells, you can see kind of fun, if there are fungus there, you can see parasites, uh, you can see um, you know, the healthy, how healthy the membranes are, uh, all this, of the red blood cells, how able it is to transport oxygen. Uh, you can also see liver patterns and kidney patterns, colon patterns. So, so it's a lot of information you can gain just by looking at a drop of blood from an individual. And uh, then you can then also then use uh, the dry. So you, you have another slide where you kind of uh, uh, do a, a, a drop and you kind of uh, hit the slide several times. Uh, so you have different drops and throughout the slide and you can uh, you allow that then to dry. It's called a, a, a remember the forget the name, dry blood yeah, microscopy. And uh, so there you can then see the coagulatory patterns in the blood and see the tissue integrity, uh, see if there's a lot of inflammation. You can see if a person is very deficient in like vitamin C, you know, the first drop you see like a vitamin C ring, you can see uh, also kind of heart patterns. You know, if, if a person has a little bit issues with the heart, you can see that. Uh, you can see prostate, you can see colon, uh, if there's inflammation in the colon, uh, you can see spinish. I mean, there's a huge amount of different things that you can see based upon just the patterns of, of the blood. And then you can direct the type of care that an individual would need based upon what you see. I mean, how, how they're digesting protein, how they, I mean, all, all of these things are, if they're anemic, if they, um, yeah, it's really, really fascinating the, the amount of information. Then you 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 can then follow up and you do an intervention, you do therapy, and you can then follow up and see, does it look better? Are we are we yeah. doing a good job or not a good job? And what do we, we need to change? Objective data to before and after. Yeah, exactly. Now, now just so our listeners know that um, this is some of these therapies you're talking about, certainly uh live blood cell analysis like your 
like your microscope, is not legal in a lot of states. Um, it's certainly not legal in Minnesota, and I don't believe in Wisconsin. Um, so in uh, a lot of states have outlawed it. It's just the medical tyranny that we're living under currently is not getting any better. Um, so you need to travel to people who have experience doing this. Could you give us a little plug on where you are again and your website, how people will find you? You know, we'll have it up here, but I want people mm -hmm. to hear. Yes, I'm I'm in, in Boise, Idaho, actually in Meridian, Idaho, which is just a kind of a, a suburb of, of the uh, of Boise. And uh, it is the, the capital of Idaho. It's a beautiful state. You know, obviously, we have winters like you have. <laughs> yeah. um, but uh, yeah, you've got beautiful mountains. We have uh, beautiful rivers during the summers. You know, people can uh, float the river. And, and uh, so, yeah, it's, it's, it's a beautiful little town. I'm, me, originally, I'm from Sweden. Yeah, so That's before your moved... accent comes from, huh? Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> so I, 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 I initially moved and had my practice in California and Santa Monica for many, many years. And uh, obviously, I, I wanted to get away from big city. I mean, I, I love the beach. I loved, loved all of that. But uh, the the freedom of being able to do what I do is, is more accessible here in Idaho than it would be in California. Like you're talking about the nutritional mic or the, the light blood cell analysis. Uh, I, I know in Washington, it's not legal and I don't think it's legal in, in California either, if I remember right. Yeah. So, um, so uh, Boise is, is, is Idaho is a little bit more freedom loving. So, uh, so I've been there for 20 years and, and, uh, uh, yeah, you can find me on the Carl at the carlfeldcenter.com. So it's the and then my last name, then center.com. I have a huge amount of resources there. I've, I've done, uh, used to have a, a radio show called Health Made Radio, where I've interviewed, you know, I ran that for about three, three years. I interviewed a, a ton of people uh, that are leaders, you know, like Dr. Paul Anderson or Nasha Winters or uh, Neil Nathan or you know so, so it's a lot of different leaders in in their field and and I'm upset that I didn't get a hold of you you know before I quit the show oh. I would have wanted to interview on that as well but we we have the the summit where people get to kind of really hear how how awesome you are and what you do um so so that you know that it's a huge huge amount of resources that you find there I have a a uh, free ebook you can get there. It's called 11 Things When uh, Diagnosed, you know, 11 Things to Address When Diagnosed with Cancer. You know, going through 11 things that are really important to look at so that you uh, can then create a, a, a whole program to address what's going on rather than just doing one thing and thinking that that's enough. So, yeah. so it's all there on my website. Well, I love what you do. I love just the things that you're talking about right now are things that you can't find everywhere. And people think you have to go down to the Mexico clinics or something to get these things. And I'll tell you, there's a lot of people that are very skeptical about traveling across the border and staying there and what they're actually going to get. And the cost can be astronomical to go down there now. I really, we're going to get your information up on our member site so people can have other options. And this is just such a blessing. I'm so glad that we were able to talk to you. Could we have you on again and you can share more information and more stuff that you do? Absolutely. Uh, I know your time is valuable and precious to you, but we want to get people to know you more. Um, 
and uh, make your time more valuable and more precious too, I guess. <laughs> yeah, well, I, I, I appreciate this opportunity a lot. And, and uh, yeah, I appreciate, I appreciate everything that you're doing and, and we, we need, I mean, to have these, these pillars that are emanating or, or that dispersing good information, good foundational principles. And because a lot of times it is, I, I, I kind of liken cancer, cancer therapy. I mean, yes, you can do all these different fancy things, but if you don't have the foundational things, then you can't get anywhere. And, and it is important like uh, that, that we all com keep communicating about the foundational, you've good, good eating, yeah, good mindset, good uh, exercise, good movement, and then bringing in detoxification bringing in, uh, uh, all all these different factors that are that are key and by setting those right and having that as a foundation then you can take the next step to these you know, more kind of, the kind of fancy i would say more heroic type of treatment that we do here yeah that's fantastic well thank you so much uh dr michael carfelt in boise idaho we are going to have your information up on our site i know our listeners are going to be really pleased to hear all that you do. Just having an option in the U.S. is just fantastic. Yeah, well, uh, thank you. And I, and I do want to do a shout out also for the summit that we we have uh, that I've interviewed you on, a regenerative medicine summit yes. uh, that will that will air uh, January 10th, uh, which it would be a fantastic summit. So yeah, so that that'd be that'd be a fantastic way for people to get the information as well. So thank you so much for for uh, for having me. I appreciate this. All right. Well, we'll talk again very soon. Thank you so much. That'd be great. Thanks so much. Bye bye.